People like you, organizations like Brain Check, I love you guys. Welcome to another edition of the Ramp Check Podcast. I'm Tony. Hey, how's it going? I'm Ryan. And I'm Aaron. We're all rum follows. <laughs> Just wondering if you're with us, Aaron. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and- so, in case, it's been a little while since uh, we've done the podcast, so in case you forgot our last name, uh, that would be <laughs> rum follow for all three of us, just like Aaron said. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, I think I just said that. <laughs> yeah, well, it has been a little while, and there's a few reasons for it, which we'll talk about, but we're happy to be back. We're happy to get back at it, and we're going to try to get one out, what, about every other week? Yeah, that's what we, we've kind of made some new commitments to kind of have this more consistent. Um, we love doing it. There's so much going on in aviation all the time. Um, you know, we're gearing up to doing more with Ramp Check and, and our, our products that we're working on. Um, I just quickly mentioned real quick, one of our signature products that we're working on bringing to market and let me tell all you guys what a pain in the ass it is to bring a product to market (laughs) um all the ups and downs all the redesigns all the prototypes that just were not right and uh this time i think we finally kind of nailed you know nailed it down we're actually as we speak there's probably some of uh the prototype parts being 3d printed so we're really excited about that it's been one hell of an exhausting journey working on that but i think we're finally getting there so you found a 3d printer that's that big i'm, I'm kidding i was just I trying to throw joke, everybody dude. off <laughs> no i was just trying to throw everybody off on what our project actually or oh, product oh, actually gotcha. is i gotcha i'm but, like uh, taking it too literal but yeah, anyway. way to way to play along. Well, in, I know. Yeah, thanks, brother. Um, well, and I guess we probably should mention um, middle brother there. Aaron had uh, welcomed a new rum follow to the family, little Oliver <laughs> rum follow. So, congrats, brother. Yes, thank you. Way to go, brother. Way to hit the mark nine months ago. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, my my wife Jessica and I had a son. His name is Oliver, and he was born on October 2nd. A healthy little kid, and uh, he's a lot of fun. He's such a funny little little kid. I mean, you know, it's, it's, it's been a while since my wife and I have had kids so it's like gosh it's been like 11 years or something wow so um gotta have a baby with your soulmate so uh that's what oliver is all about yeah well and (laughs) you know besides uh little noah being a boy and then anthony who's all grown up we gotta have that's right that's tony's son anthony Yep, yep we gotta have the aviation nerdiness continue through the room that's right the room follow family name that's right the uh the room follow aviation bloodline going that's right (laughs) that's right 
And, you know, I actually uh, had him um, custom made a little um, a little onesie with the <laughs> ramp check logo and everything on it. So oh, nice. I thought you were fun- going to. I thought you were going to say that you had your little Oliver custom made. I'm like, <laughs> no, 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 little, little custom onesie. But had <laughs> yeah, and custom when he fits made. into it, he's still kind of small, but when he fits into it, I'll take a picture and I'll post it on yeah, our Instagram, right on. which is it, at Ramchat Global. Right. Didn't, <laughs> didn't have him custom so. made in the uh, 3D printer. <laughs> <laughs> Well, the, he was custom made, but that's for a whole different type of podcast. <laughs> Daddy's little squirt. <laughs> oh my! Um, speaking speaking of Oliver, did did you guys give him a middle name? Yeah, we did. We gave him my first name as a middle name, so he's Oliver Aaron uh, Rumfalo. So the Aaron name. You know, I mean, it's a good name, I guess. It's my name, but it's not like <laughs> we name. loved it. We we actually like <laughs> kicked around a bunch of different, and I don't. Know. By the time we had to fill out his birth certificate and everything, it was like, ah, let's just go with Aaron. Yeah. So Oliver Aaron. Well, I know uh, in the hospital you guys hadn't decided yet, so that's why I was asking. Oh yeah, um, it, exactly. It was like last minute, like when we were checking out. Yeah, yeah. So. Well. <laughs> Yeah, so again, congratulations and everyone listening, um, you know, between Aaron having uh, Oliver and and us with some of our other business ventures, we just took a few week hiatus and now we're back. So we're happy to be here talking about anything and everything aviation again. Um, and That's uh, right. You know, I think uh, maybe what we should transition to is the opportunity that Aaron and I had uh, a couple weeks ago. Tony wasn't able to go because he was busy keeping it real with our other business. And uh, Yeah, I don't even know why I'm on the goddamn podcast right now. (laughs) Yeah, I feel... I honestly, when we explain what it is, I do feel a little guilty. Not, Not super guilty, just a little bit, but um... You know why don't uh, why don't Aaron? You just want to explain what it was we got to do, um, and you even got to do a little more than I did. But I did get to go one of the days. So yeah, let everyone. Yeah, know. no, de- definitely. So um, in October, the first. Let's see. No, it actually wasn't even October, huh? It was like towards the end of September. Yeah. Um, I think. Yeah, it was the last week of September. Um the Hill Aerospace Museum up in uh, Layton, Utah, which is right by Hill Air Force Base. Um, you know, we've got a lot of contacts um, up in that area. You know, one of you know, the most awesome F-35 pilot out there. His name's Fast. We know him. Uh, you know, we know uh, some of the, the PR guys with uh, Hill Air Force Base, um, you know, and Micah and... Um, you know, a couple other guys, and I'm terrible with names, so if I forgot your name, <laughs> I'll bring it up on another one. <laughs> but anyway, so they they had been planning um, this event um, uh, around the SR-71 Blackbird, and some of you know, some of you may not, but Hill Air Force Base um, and the Hill Aerospace Museum actually have an SR-71 on display there that they had received after it was retired. Um, 
and it's actually the only C model ever made, which was kind of cool. They, um, it was actually put together with two different airframes um, to replace a B model that crashed. And for those of you that don't know, the SR-71 had a B model, which was the pilot trainer, which had uh, basically two cockpits for the pilot um, with two sticks and everything so that both cockpits could fly the aircraft. And the pilot in the back actually the canopy was raised up so he could sit up and still see forward. So those were unique uh, Blackbirds. Um, Only two B models were ever made. Um, And one of the B models was lost um, in a crash. And so the Air Force and Lockheed decided to put together a C model um, to replace that one B. And uh, the the unique thing about the, the C model is it's actually put together with a YF-12 and, um, and an SR-71 static aircraft that wasn't even designed um, or wasn't expected to fly. And I believe that was the Ford fuselage portion of that. I could have gotten that part mixed up. But anyways, a YF-12 and an SR-71 that um, the YF-12 crashed and they were able to save enough of the aircraft in order to to put it together with this, you know, to make this C model. And they called it the bastard because it was put together with these two different, you know, <laughs> SR-71 and YF-12. And and the YF-12 was the uh, uh, the separate aircraft design, you know, it was still in the Blackbird family, but, it, you know, the YF-12 with the F meaning fighter, they were developing it for like a, an interceptor and the CIA was involved and this air force and so that's it's kind of a cool story um about that c model but uh they actually um invited media up one day um to you know to to really get a a good hands-on tour of that c model and ryan and i were fortunate enough to go up and um, we posted some of this stuff on on our instagram but what an opportunity i mean ryan why don't you go into kind of what we actually did when we were there on that media day. Um, and then I'll go into, they also had another evening where they had a bunch of SR-71 pilots and maintainers and RSOs, which was the radio, uh, reconnaissance system operator mm-hmm. uh, speak at an event that I went to. So Ryan, go ahead. Why don't you give us okay, a little um, bit of uh, what we did, how cool it was. Okay, hold on. I, you going to be okay? <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> I just I had to put my arm on Tony's shoulder, make sure he's gonna be alright. I know um, you missed out. It was it was a yeah, really neat off because I don't want to downplay it in any way because I do feel bad that Tony didn't get to do it. But um, yeah, so they they just invited us up for a little up close and personal thing with the you know, with the media, and we we get there, we go in the hangar, and they have the stairs, which are basically straight vertical to get up to the cockpit, um, and it was really funny, because they were telling us all about kind of what Aaron was saying, and I kind of didn't listen, and I probably should have, so I, I knew all that info, and I figured it out after, but, um, Basically, when they said we were going to be able to sit in the cockpit, I kind of didn't really listen 
to anything until after I got I know, that experience. You're like, wow, like we're going to sit in an SR-71. Yeah, so... Which was really cool. I mean, uh, the the guys that were there that ran the museum, and they were they were so welcoming, inviting. Um, it was a good experience. They had another guy from one of the local TV stations there, and we're all just kind of geeking out on it and talking, and um, they let us sit in the cockpit, and when I crawled in that thing, it's... It's just quite a feeling to know that you were sitting in the seat of an aircraft that went, what, like, over Mach 3? Over Mach 3. Oh, and yeah. Yeah, Mach 3. Don't many? mind me. I'm just checking my mail while you guys talk about your <laughs> SR-71 experience. And yeah, Mach, Mach 3 Plus. I mean, these aircraft were designed, like, in the late 50s, for crying out loud. And they're still state-of-the-art. Like, right. The engine that was designed for the SR-71, just reading about it and looking at it gives me chills. I mean, what they were able to accomplish. Yeah. And it's sitting in the cockpit and then just looking over your left shoulder and seeing the 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 engine nacelle, the front, you know, oh, the cone yeah. shape. And the spike poking out the front yeah, of the engine. Yeah, I mean, just... And, and, you know, it was actually kind of humbling just knowing the the pilots that got to do that, the training they went through, the danger they put themselves in. And, uh, yeah. you know, so it was it was pretty cool because it was a little overwhelming um, just emotion-wise. And I know that that sounds kind of cheesy because to some people, they you know... Oh, no, I'm sure it was emotional. <laughs> To some people, it's like, oh, it's just it's just an aircraft. Jeez, you know. But when you realize the history of it and and growing up, loving aviation, seeing all sorts of different kind of aircraft, and realizing there's not a whole lot of people in the world that get to sit in that cockpit, it was, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, it was, yeah, it was just an awesome experience uh, talking about it seeing the flight suits being able to get up close personal with it um definitely took some selfies in there and i the amount of instruments in there i don't even know how they kept track of everything i mean (laughs) yeah i wasn't even flying the damn thing and i had a hard time concentrating so um yeah, it was just well. What what was, was neat. what was really cool? And one thing, um, one thing that I really took away from from that experience sitting in the cockpit was was looking at that Mach meter mm-hmm. and just knowing that that thing had gone over Mach three. Yeah, and yeah. what what that would have been like. I mean, I know you're not flying low going. Mach I mean, you're at 75, 80,000 plus feet going, you know, Mach 3 plus. Yeah. So well, the actual speed, you, you don't you don't see the clouds going by under you, you know, those things. But well, when we were talking about it, none of us had really got to see one fly. So maybe, Tony, we can actually <laughs> include you here. Did did you ever see one fly? Yep. See, so we're even. <laughs> so, so Tony has some. Yeah, Come see, on. we're even. I never got to see one fly. So, <laughs> when I see a blackbird fly, <laughs> a blackbird fly. 
No, when I when I actually saw it fly, I was uh, in the Air Force. Um, I was based at Hill Air Force Base, and I was driving. I can't remember why I was driving on base. It was at night. I was probably heading back to my dorm uh, or something. And because uh, when you come right out of basic training in your tech school, you have to live on base for a certain amount of time, uh, on base housing. You know, even if you're married, you live in the dorms for a certain period of time, and then you transition into others. Well, um, like I mentioned, uh, when I joined the Air Force, I joined the Air Force to see the world. I went to basic training. I went to my technical school, uh, and then they shipped my ass back to Hill Air Force Base, Ogden, Utah. So (laughs) being from Utah, it wasn't that much of an adventure, but... uh, Anyway, so during that time, it was like, I think, 90 days or 60 days or something. Um, I just remember, and you guys have been on the road, uh, that main road there at Hill Air Force Base. It kind of parallels the runway, mm-hmm. you know, the flight line. Um, yeah. And uh, I just, I remember just hearing an aircraft take off and even being in the Air Force, I'm always such a nerd that i hear something taken off i'll try and see what it is well sorry (laughs) i was suppressing a yawn i must be tired uh anyway i um i looked and out of the corner of my eye i saw uh this big huge long plume of flame taken off and it wasn't quite at night. It was, uh, I, and maybe it was, um, but I remember the the fuselage being illuminated by the lights of the flight line, and I could make out the shape of the SR seventy one taken off. And I'm like, no, was that really what that was? And then I heard people talking about it on base the next day. So wow. So yeah, got Damn. to see an SR seventy one take off, and the the flame coming out those two engines. Uh, at night is just insane. Yeah. I looked up some YouTube footage of that thing, and yeah, because I'd never seen one fly, and so after that experience, I wanted to check it out, and just uh, the the historical value of that aircraft is pretty awesome. There's a, there's yeah. a couple of really cool YouTube documentaries, or I should say there's a couple of documentaries that are on YouTube. <laughs> Um, about the SR-71. I stayed up late one night and uh, watched one. It was pretty cool. Cool. So, yeah, Ryan and I, unfortunately, never got to see that. But I think I know the documentaries that you're talking about. Um, one of the documentaries that, that I saw actually had a couple of the pilots at the other event that I went to um, up at the Hill Aerospace Museum. That was the one that you and Ryan <laughs> were were pulled on a project for our other business venture. Wait, wait, um, there were two? And, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and one had dinner. <laughs> when yeah, the, I know. We get ice cream. Freaking uh, hell, <laughs> right? So my, however, I do I do have to say, though, that my date for that was way better than you guys. It was my beautiful wife, Jessica. Yeah, well, so, good for you. Um, <laughs> but uh, anyway, so we, we went that night. Um and I, I kind of covered the event with my photography, and uh, the Hill Aerospace Museum actually uh, posted a whole thing about this event. Uh, you can go to their Facebook page. It's pretty cool. Um, you just go to Facebook and type Hiller, 
not Hill Air Force Base, but Hill Aerospace Museum. Mm-hmm. Um, and all of, uh, all the photos that I took that night are on there. Um, and it kind of goes in further, you know, the event, but it was so cool. Cause they had, um, um, uh, so many awesome stories just about their experiences and when they were shot at, you know, with missiles and, and one of the coolest stories that, that, um, that was told there, um, was when they would fly into enemy airspace, you know, going full cruise, just Mach 3.2 plus, you know, whatever they were at, 85,000 feet. And they, you know, they knew they were getting painted with radar because they had uh, systems on board that, that would tell them. Mm-hmm. And, and what they said would happen was they would be in and out of the airspace where that radar was with one sweep of the radar they said <laughs> that the fast. radar would it would blip and and they were going so fast by the time the radar came back around they were gone there was no blip so i mean <laughs> it's unbelievable how fast they were traveling i mean i just Hi, you know bye. <laughs> and then when they tried to fire missiles at it you know uh north korea tried to fire at it uh i'm sure russia did um I think even Israel did, uh, not knowing that it was a friendly aircraft in their airspace. Because when the Air Force flew these, they they didn't tell anybody. Yeah. Um, you know, because it was so top secret, and and they wanted all the all the intel. Mm-hmm. Um, and so yeah, even the Israelis like even tried to fire at it, and and the Russians even tried to launch MiG twenty fives to catch up to it. Um, yeah. But by the time they were scrambled, by the time missiles were fired, but I mean they were out of the air, gone because yeah. how fast wow. they were moving. Um, Insane. But yeah, what what an awesome um, experience up up at uh, Hill Aerospace Museum. And and if if anybody's listening that's in Utah or you're traveling through Utah, or even if you just want to plan a trip to visit an awesome museum, that Hill Aerospace Museum is really cool. They do have a lot of great aircraft just to see that F um, SR, excuse me, SR 71 C um, is worth it. I mean, yeah. it's such a yeah. unique aircraft. I've been um, to, you so know, cool. Quite a few aircraft museums and that's definitely, you know, on the top of the list. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah, they got all sorts of um, cool stuff there. Yeah. So it was, yeah. it was quite an experience. I, you know, like I was saying earlier, I'm just, grateful i got to do it and it was it was fun and uh you know just just was overall cool to do yeah that's cool and and for uh the really big aircraft av geeks out there it was uh the sr-71 c model at hill aerospace museum is tail number one seven nine or eight one so you can look that up there are lots of pictures of it online um even pictures of it flying. Um, so that's, but yeah, so, you know, that kind of sums up that, uh, what an experience. Um, and, uh, yeah, go, go visit. (laughs) It's really, really quite spectacular. Ryan, do you have anything else to add? Just about that experience? Yeah. Oh, no, I mean, no, I mean, I think I pretty much, you know, I pretty much uh, summed it up just how I felt about doing it. And 
like I said, I, I, I was very jealous you got to go and actually uh, meet some <laughs> of these pilots and everything. I wish I could have done that, but um, no, it's just overall cool experience. So we have to yeah, keep our eyes open our table for other experiences. was one of the RSOs um, for SO71, so it was, it was really cool to hear his stories too. Um, but, uh, you know, before we're kind of done talking about this, I just wanted to throw their Instagram out there. The, I already kind of talked about the Facebook mm-hmm. for the Aerospace Museum. But uh, on Instagram, they're at Aerospace Utah. Um, and uh, I also want to throw in here um, uh, the director, Aaron Clark, and the executive director, Rob Alexander. They were both so awesome to meet. and They were so accommodating and great to work with. Um, they run a really good operation there. Yeah, um, they, and they then um, one of the Hill Air Force Base uh, uh, media contacts that kind of arranged the media day for us was Donovan Potter. And he's he was a really cool guy. Um, and we've worked with Micah a lot in the past with Hill Air Force Base, but that was the first time I've ever met Donovan. And so um, I know that was the first time we both met him. So he was really great to work with as well. But yeah, but anyway, yeah, check my, all that out. My volunteer paperwork back to them because I told them I would uh, try to put in some hours every month. So, <laughs> yeah, still, I know. Definitely. Still planning on getting that just, in. I know, and who cares? Like, even if you just grab like a fucking duster, dude, and just walk around <laughs> and just, oh, Seriously. yeah, I got this aircraft. I'll get the whole thing. Oh, yeah. With, with a Swiffer duster? Yeah, well, I'll be here for 12 hours, but that's okay. Hey, whatever gets you behind the velvet ropes. <laughs> Yeah. Well, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I mean, exactly. honestly, it's it's would be a, a perfect thing for me to just be right in my element. So, <laughs> oh, for all of them. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So I definitely am going to turn that in and do that, and I'll have to talk about some of the experiences when I do. Um, yeah. But yeah, yeah, Hill Air Force Base, just very cool. Very cool. Very fun. Yeah. Yeah, it's a um, great museum. Is there anything else, Tony, you want to add to the SR-71 discussion? There, there's a couple other aviation, uh, recent aviation events we can talk about. Um, no, not really, uh, other than the fact that um, my two brothers got invited. Oh, wait, that's right. You already <laughs> talked about that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's hey, funny. No, me, that's fine. That's, give me uh, that bowl of sour grapes. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll <laughs> yeah that. That's funny. <laughs> um, so, um, so anyway, that was cool. Um, but uh, just going over some recent um, aviation events, and then we can just kind of talk about uh, each one of these. And I know those of you listening, I don't mean for crying out loud, anything aviation, you know, everybody's like, oh, yeah, let's talk. <laughs> so here we go so anyway um um we posted this on our instagram but uh boeing has won the um uh the contract to build the new trainer for the air force to replace the t-38s which is really cool that's very um cool. it's a cool looking aircraft too it really is i mean it it to me, it personally, it looks like the cross between because it was Boeing and subcontractor Saab. Mm-hmm. So Boeing is the main contract that that's who built it, uh, designed it, and Saab helped design it. But the thing that's really cool about it is it Colored looks, it literally looks like the cross, like if an if if an F. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I, I can't even. It's, I, 
I was saying because you know bob. Boeing and Saab just call it a bob, <laughs> but it, yeah, it's, it's not a bob, bob. It's a bab. <laughs> but the funny thing is, is is the uh, they call it the TX. I mean, I'm sure they're going to name it, you know, whatever trainer that they come up with, with you know. Um, but uh, it literally looks like the combination of an F-18 Hornet and a Saab Gripen. Like it really does. It, yeah. It, it's got the single engine afterburning engine in the back. It's got the twin tails. Um, you know, it, it, it's got a lot of F-18 look to it. Um, and a lot of grip and look to it. It's, it's actually uh, pretty cool. It's got the twin tails of an F-18 and you know, yeah. those things, yeah, but not, nothing, but that's kind of cool. The T-38s are kind of a workhorse and I love seeing them, but I'm yeah. sure I, I think it probably is about time um you know that they went with something maybe new i'm sure a lot of it had to do with like maintenance costs and all that kind of yeah, stuff yeah and it's just but, an old design i mean yeah. it's like a 50s design that t38 50s and 60s it's really old right exactly. so does the bob have a uh, glass cockpit oh absolutely oh well, yeah so yeah, see no, there you go so you're not a, having to awesome. you know train somebody on the old school and then having have to get them proficient with that and then upgrade to like a glass cockpit and, and, and this. Yeah. So I, I, I'm sure it helps. Yeah. This will definitely, uh, provide the, the training that the future fighter pilots need, mm-hmm. um, in order to transition from, you know, they, they start out, you know, flying T six Texan twos, and then they'll jump into this. Um, if they're going the fighter route, um, and then from this, either, you know, to the F-35 or F-22 or F-15 or F-16. And, and and all those are so much more advanced, even though the F-16 and F-15, you know, were designed in the 70s. Um, I mean, they've been upgraded like crazy with all the latest. Even F-18s, you know, you got the Super Hornets that are, you know, all upgraded. Mm-hmm. Um, even a lot of C-model Hornets are upgraded. So, I mean, it, it's a perfect transition from that uh, Boeing TX aircraft into, you know, whatever they, they're they going to fly. Um, yeah, cool looking. Yeah, that'll be a cool, <laughs> um, cool next, but, next uh, round of next So there's generation. that. Um, the other thing was um, uh, th- there were two really cool um, uh, events in the F-35 program. The first was um, the United States had announced that we had used the F-35 in combat operations over Afghanistan for the first time. Nice. Um, and it was the Marine Corps uh, with their F-35Bs, um, which was really cool. They, um, is that the F-35, attacked... Bob? <laughs> yeah. Never mind. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, they attacked uh, some Taliban targets in Afghanistan, and it marked the first time the U.S. government at least had admitted that they had used the aircraft because you never really know what the first one was. Yeah. Right. Oh, just, yeah. Just because, you know, how secret they keep some of these things. <laughs> well, and as, as secretive as the uh, as the military is, um, yeah, they, the F-35 was probably used back in 1978 for the first time uh, <laughs> yeah. back in the Middle I East. I know. It was, right. it was probably doing air-to-air photo shoots with, like, half blue <laughs> and the F-117 right. and the SR-71 and, you know, and the F-22 even. <laughs> yep. it, was a, it was a future heritage flight. But, um, <laughs> but anyway, that was uh, fortunately... Um, 
you know, that was successful. But do you guys actually know? And th- this will a um, little bit of trivia. Who actually used the F-35 for the first time in combat? What country was it? I'm going to say Norway. Nope. I'm going to say... Think really hard. Think really hard. I bet you'll get it if you think really hard. Israel. Yep, you're right. It was the Israelis that actually used oh, the F-35 for the first time. They'll use, they'll use their new shit on anybody. <laughs> oh, dude. The Israelis, man, they get something new. They're like, fuck it. We're using it. <laughs> right. Exactly. Uh, you know funny. what? You know, I mean, they'll, they'll call up their uh, adversaries and say, hey, you know what? Just give us a reason to use this. Just just do yeah, it. Yeah, I know. I know. I know. Take that, that MIG over the Golan Heights and let's just see what you meet there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, you know, I mean, think awesome. about it. You think about it with the Israelis, you kind of you kind of do feel bad for them in a sense because, you know, they live in this region, this huge region. And, you know, I'm not I'm not using to scale geography here, but I mean, you think about it, a a country that's probably the size of Connecticut. And then, oh, yeah. It's, and then it's, like yeah, it's like a small state. Here and in then the, the entire region around them wants to destroy them so yeah no shit they're going to use everything they can to defend themselves against everybody yeah, yeah Ex- they, exactly they and, need um, you know and they need one of those protective bubbles like over Uganda from Black oh Panther yeah movie. wakanda yeah or wakanda what did i say you said no, wakanda. What, what, wakanda. Wakanda. <laughs> what the hell are you talking about i was thinking uganda in my head and wakanda at the yeah. same time yeah it's yeah, you, you do Uganda. know that um, Black Panther is fictitious, right? Oh, it's it fictitious. is. It's no, fictitious. It's fictional. It's 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 non. Well, let's put it this way: it's fiction, not non, not non fiction. <laughs> what do you think? What do you think that the F thirty fives are made of? Yeah. Vibranium, yeah. duh. That's right. Yeah, yeah, vibranium. That's right. Exactly. Yeah. Speaking of speaking <laughs> of vibranium, sorry, I got to go to this, but uh, the uh, the Captain Marvel trailer. Damn. Yeah, oh, that looks pretty good. Yeah, that does look cool. And those of you that listen to us, you know, we're huge Marvel fans. Oh, yeah. Yeah, well, know, and... Uh, obviously, with Captain Marvel coming out. And yeah, and she Captain, was a pilot yeah, in the U.S. Air Force. Yeah, she was a pilot Force, in the Air Force. Cool. And, yeah, we're excited. That's right up our alley in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. Just like Yukon. Yeah, we're... <laughs> Uganda. It's a new that country, was, eh? By the, by the way, the, the the correct way to say that in the country is Uganda. You, but, well, but I know that. Cool. I was. I already explained myself. Damn it! We're I the know, hugest Marvel fans out there. You can ask us <laughs> Uganda. anything. In fact, Uganda is my favorite country in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. <laughs> exactly. Oh. <laughs> exactly. I'll try to That's edit so this funny. part out. <laughs> no, we won't. Um, <laughs> But uh, but anyway, so yeah, so the F thirty five was first used by the Israelis. But yes, but the Marine Corps um, was the first to use it. And at least the government, it's the first time the U.S. government's admitted that they've used it in combat, and it so was a what, successful mission. So what um, movie was the F thirty five used in? In the what was the first movie that used the F thirty five? Oh, it was the Avengers, wasn't it? I think it was. I think it was. Yeah, yeah because it it was on it was on their their flying aircraft carrier. It was on the helicarrier. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Just as they were passing over Uganda. <laughs> right. Good right. lord. <laughs> exactly. I, 
That Man, one's gonna continue you know, we, forever. There, there were there were a few inaccuracies about the F thirty five they use in that movie, but well, yeah. but all in all, it was pretty cool. Um, I think now I do think that the first time really was in the Avengers, but uh, for those of you out there listening to us, if we're incorrect, his up on the Twitter. Or the Instagram. <laughs> That's, right. That's right. If you don't fall asleep first, because I can hear those yawns. My gosh, I'm tired. <laughs> what the hell? Wake well, up. Ryan told you how I have these things about bugs. So I yeah. last night I got up in the middle of the night to use the restroom because apparently that's what men over 50 do now. Um, and <laughs> I, I had a little run in with a cockroach. And so anyway, oh, it was just annoying. I got fired up, so it was kind of hard to go back to sleep. Yeah, and, <laughs> yeah. I and know, speaking of that. bugs as well, um, Aaron and I last weekend we had a spider <laughs> in the cockpit because um, we talked about <laughs> we that. Did. Was it a camel spider? Well, we were. It was not a camel. We're spider just driving in his truck, and it's night, and I see something moving across the the windshield. And at first I thought it was outside, but then I was like, oh shit, that's inside. So I went to try to kill it, and I went to hit it, and I missed it, and it fell down in the crack by the defrost. And, and disappeared. And disappeared. So, and I had to drive with that truck, in that truck with Aaron for three days after that. And we had to make the long, the four-hour drive home. And yeah. every time Aaron and I went to get in the truck, we must have looked like we were cops with the flashlight searching for drugs How, or something. How big looking, was this spider? For fingerprints. Yeah. How big was the spider? It, I don't even want to say. I mean, it wasn't say. big, but it was one of those like creepy, like yellow ones yeah, with it was the really all, gangly oh, legs. Yeah, wow, yeah. yeah, so. And, I mean, it, hey, you rum follow, you're scared as hell spiders. And... <laughs> <laughs> and Ryan and I, we, we, we were like almost home and we're like, oh man, I can't. So we, we, we got back in the truck because we literally pulled over. Yeah. We didn't mm-hmm. stop in traffic. Does, but, yeah. but we pulled over, made sure we were safe. And, um, and then we got in and I'm like, God, how are we going to get, get this thing? Cause I, well, so we went to the store and bought uh, bug glue traps and every night, we put the glue traps out all over the truck, try to catch that little bastard. Yeah, and, and never uh, did. they all ended up in my house. <laughs> the glue traps, yeah. Well, sounds like you need yeah, them. Yeah, the glue traps. <laughs> Jeez. That's right. Anyway, That's I just right. thought I'd so, share the... Well, but... Yeah, track. But talking about, like, crazy-ass, deadly, scary bugs, what about the tarantula that I had outside my house? Yeah. Did Ryan show you that, Aaron? Uh, it was gone. Yeah, we couldn't see it. It was gone, it. dude. It yeah. We couldn't find anymore. it in the grass. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, no, it was definitely it's bug season down here in St. George. Yeah. Down St. George, Utah. I'm down here with Tony right now. We're we're doing some work together and Aaron's. Yeah, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm up in South Jordan, just out right. of Salt Lake City, Utah. So but, um, anyway, that was kind of So funny. anyway, okay, so let, let's continue <laughs> with aviation. But um, <laughs> um, So we were talking about the F-35 and the Marines. Well, unfortunately, a day or two later, the uh, the Marines actually lost an F-35 in South Carolina. Um, oh, yeah, I read about that. And, and, yeah, and uh, destroyed the aircraft. Pilot did safely eject, though, so thank God for that. But it turned out it, it had something to do 
with the uh, fuel system and there was a um, a fleet-wide grounding while they inspected these fuel systems uh, for all three branches or, or I guess I should say all three aircraft types, the A, B, and C models. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But there's quite a few F-35s flying now, so there shouldn't be um, any other issues with that, but but that's too bad. I mean, the, the thing is, and, and I'm going to go on a little rant here about aircraft and watching people on social media talk about like the F-35 program or talk about the KC-46 program, which is the new tanker that's made out of the 767, the Boeing 767. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And... When you hear people, like to me, when you hear people say, you know, oh, this program is, what a farce, and and it's so expensive, and, you know, it, it's a disaster, and, and what a waste <laughs> of time. Like, when you say stuff like that about a new program, all it says is, you're a fucking idiot, and you don't know anything about aviation. Because every single aviation program, it's a new aircraft. It's a new product. It's a new technology. It's going to have shit you have to work out. It's going to have stuff that's going to fail and that's not going to work and that's going to have issues. That's yeah. how you work through it. You, yeah. you know, you try to do everything you can to negate those things from happening and, and you know, from the beginning, but it's never going to happen. Yeah. You know? And, and those same, I guarantee those same pricks that sit there and criticize and and they're just stupid. Like they're not even like talking like, you know, like realistically about things. Like they're not even like, they just sit there. They're like trolls, you know, like the internet trolls. They just like say shit to like, you know, just fire, you know, people up and just be like, you know, they sound so stupid. And, and it's like, I guarantee those were the same pricks back when when they're like oh the f-15 oh the f-16 oh that thing is shit and And it's like (laughs) you know the f-15 and f-16 have been like the workhorse of the air force for decades and it has kicked ass yeah well i i even go back to there the kids me off when i hear people bag on this thing well i even go back to elementary school you know when you know, there'd be like a picture or something of an F-16, and I'd be like, "Oh, that's an F-16. That's so cool." No, that's an F-96A six Super Tramp <laughs> model. And you're like, "No, no, I that's know, an F-16." No, it's not. <laughs> well, do you, you remember the best one when we were playing with our friends in West Jordan when we were little kids? And uh, that's exactly Utah what came to mind. Were you gonna say that, Tony? Yep. Go right ahead. No, no. If you want, if you want, no, you say. I don't want to steal your thunder. No, I'm just saying that's what came to mind when Ryan was saying that. Oh yeah. So okay. So Ryan and I are playing with our friends out playing football. I don't know, fucking around in a field, riding bikes. Who who knows what we were we were messing around with, you know? But um, so it was, I think it was like around the 4th of July where a lot of times the local military here in Utah, they'll fly around the Valley with the different aircraft. Well, it was KC-135 because the Utah Air National Guard has flown KC-135s for a long time here in Utah. Well, they were flying around and there were some F-4 Phantoms from Hill Air Force Base back when there were F-4s still operational at Hill. And uh, they were actually doing an air-to-air refueling over the Valley, like 
flying right through the valley. There's an F4 hooked up. And and Ryan and I are oh yeah, look how cool they're look, they're doing they're they're refueling it like right over us. And one <laughs> of our friends like, No, they're not, they're towing it. <laughs> and it's like okay, I know okay, like I know it can like an aircraft can be helped because there were times like in Vietnam and whatever where there was a damaged aircraft and they hooked it up. Um, but we're like, no, the, like it's refueling it. And, you know, and he, no, 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 that, 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 that's just a hook to, to, to like tow it. Like, oh my God, it was so frustrating. Cause no matter what you said, it was like, <laughs> they, yeah, they knew that. boy, they knew. And it's, you just want to be like, how many air shows you've been to? How many times you re-? exactly? Shut up. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Or like when we're playing in the backyard and the F one eleven broke the sound barrier and scared the shit out of all of us. Oh my gosh, I know. I remember that. That, that was crazy. Me of those times. It was so loud. <laughs> awesome. But um, but anyway, so I mean, do you guys have anything else to say about the F thirty five and you know losing that first one and? Um, no, nope. nah, I mean, a- um, accidents are going to happen. Nothing's a hundred percent. Nothing's perfect. Um, you know, they just taken the precautions An accident happens. Yeah. They grounded them, make sure for safety reasons, nothing was serious that could, you know, happen to any others. And they did their right. due diligence and then, you know, they're back. Yeah. So, and then, and then you just move on and you got to keep training and, you know, you hope that uh, things are good, but there's always bugs out to, to work out in new systems. And it's just... Well, there is. And even, it, even It's just the way systems. it is. Jesus, like, it's yeah. it's not like somebody is like... I don't know. I'll, I'll end it there on that rant. But, <laughs> that's uh, okay. That's, but, um, that's, that's probably <laughs> a good place to probably end the show as well. And, you know, I... This is dry. This is going to drive me nuts, and I'm dreading saying that we are not going to do the aircraft challenge until our next episode because it's our first episode back. Um, but I don't want certain significant others to say, "See, I told you it sounds better without the aircraft challenge." <laughs> well, exactly. I know. Yeah, no, I'm that's, just, that's, I'm just that's crazy. Um, kidding. But we will um, be bringing the aircraft challenge back on the next episode. Yeah, there's actually a couple other subjects I, I just wanted to bring up. We don't have to spend that much time on them. Okay. But um, um, uh, just trying to think of the best the best one to cover here. So, um, you guys did hear about that F-16 that was destroyed in Belgium, right? No, no, I didn't enlighten this. <laughs> okay, so so this is hilarious, okay? So it's actually a funny story. Nobody was killed, so that's good. Good. But anyway, um, there oh, was I some, did hear about this. The, F, yeah, yeah, there were okay. some F-16 mechanics working on an F-16 in a hangar um, in Belgium, and they accidentally fired the 20 millimeter Vulcan cannon out of the F-16 and it destroyed another F-16 on the flight line waiting to go out on a sortie. It was fully fueled (laughs) and it was destroyed. Can you imagine hearing that if you were like working in the adjacent hangar or something? Oh man, the, 
the two mechanics that were working on the F-16 that, that fired the gun, mm-hmm. they actually were taken to the hospital for hearing loss. Yeah, that's right. I heard oh, that. Yeah. Geez. And yeah. what was funny yeah. is I remember what what uh, kind of made me remember this story is I remember the social media post about it. Um, yeah. There was a news post, not, not a news post, and someone on social media was like, that's how we test shit out here in Belgium. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I think that was that. I think that was that guy that commented on our post. Oh, was it the one on our post? Yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, because I I'm looking at it, it's uh, um, the Instagram is Freebird underscore airline underscore pictures. Oh, okay. And he he or she, whoever it is, said. That's how we Belgians test our weapons. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I thought that was pretty funny which, when I read which, that. Which I thought was funny, but uh, but yeah, I mean that's 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 so that's so crazy that um, that that happened. Um, Jeez. Um, but yeah, I mean, and and all these stories we're talking about, um, actually, we've posted something on our Instagram. So if you go to at Rampcheck Global. Uh, you can scroll through and, and read some of these things and see some of these pictures. Um, but um, so let's see here. Uh, one other thing that was actually um, crazy is that uh, Hurricane Michael actually went through the panhandle of Florida um, as a Category 5, 4, and 5 storm. Yeah, and that was crazy. basically destroyed Tyndall Air Force Base. Mm-hmm. Um, and for all of you, you know, big time aviation buffs, um, Tyndall Air Force Base is home to the largest uh, fleet of F twenty two Raptors, and I believe it's fifty five Raptors. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's only a hundred, I want to say one hundred eighty seven that were built, one hundred eighty nine maybe. Gosh, I, w- I wish I remember off the top of my head. Anyway, it was under one hundred ninety. Um, Obviously, we've lost a couple Raptors, you know, crashes or accidents or they're down for maintenance or major repairs. But but there were several Raptors that were damaged on the base um, from the storm because the hangars just could not um, could not sustain the winds. And, you know, some F-16s got damaged. Um, and I believe, um, see, because Tyndall Air Force Base, that's where they train Raptor pilots. Right. Mm-hmm. And so that's why they have so many and that's why it's such a big, you know, important, uh, important base. Um, and you know, the F F 22 is, is really, I mean, it's, it's almost like a treasure because they just did not make enough of them. Right. Um, I agree. and with that many, there's not a total count exactly, or at least the Pentagon or air force has not released exactly how many aircraft, um, or how badly they were damaged and, you know, if any of them are damaged beyond repair, but it looks like most of them from what I've been reading, um, are repairable. Um, Good. but it's just, that's yeah, just that, crazy. You know, suck, um, dude, just seeing a fleet of Raptors. Damaged. Was, oh yeah. What was that? Go I ahead. said that would suck seeing a fleet of Raptors be damaged. Hey, do you think Russia had anything to do with the hurricane? <laughs> <laughs> I know. Sorry. Exactly. It is an election year. (laughs) You know, Russia's to blame for everything around here lately, so, you know, might as well. That's why I said it, yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, But there was all this 
and this kind of goes into that rant, the last subject. Yeah. Um, you know, about people just being ignorant and everything. There was so many, like, people like, oh, why didn't they fly all the jets out of there? And why did they? It's like, oh, my God. There's certain jets that are down for maintenance that, that you know, you can't just, you know, they're, oh, well, why didn't they haul them out? It's like, you realize a Raptor's about the fucking size of a tractor trailer. Like, are you kidding yeah. me? Well, the like, process you can't just... is a little difficult. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> can't yeah, just I... call uh, Cousin Billy Bob and ask him to get his Ford F-150 over there and haul some <laughs> of that shit out. That's right. <laughs> exactly. Jeez. Exactly. So it's like the aircraft <clears throat> that were left behind and the hangars buttoned up, like, it's they weren't flyable. You know, come on, people, think. You know, before you make yourself sound and look like an idiot, think. Well, think it, logically. Right. right. Now, it, it it doesn't matter anyway if they were flyable. They are definitely assets, but assets can right. be replaced. Human life cannot. So, <laughs> you know, human right. life that, is still that, the most important thing. Right. And that's why they flew every F-22 out that was safe to fly. Yep. Right. And the only way they could have gotten them out of there was to fly. They can't, you know, I mean, if they had a month to plan for this or something, like like NASA spotted a meteor and it was going to land right on Tyndall Air Force Base. And it was like, you know, it was a month out. It was still coming, passing through Mars. Okay, well, then you've got time, you know, for other contingencies. You well, know, you no, they would have just, just sent Bruce Willis up there to drill a hole in the meteor and blow it up. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, if you want to talk about shitty movies for 1200, go ahead. Dude, I'm again rocked. <laughs> do wanna close I don't know. My that movie I kicks don't know. ass. <laughs> yeah, for 1200. Anyway, well, thank you for yeah. your rant, brother, and sharing your stories. While you're sharing, why don't you uh go ahead and share with everybody where we can find you on social media? Yeah, so follow me on Instagram. It's at Aaron Rumfollow. That's A-A-R-O-N-R-U-M as in Mike, F as in Fox, A-L-L-O. And then, of course, through Ramcheck Global, uh, the best place to find us is on our Instagram, at Ramcheck Global. Um, yeah, join. Join us. Follow us. Um, join in on the conversation. Um, we're actually going to be giving away um, some hats and shirts. We're working on a few things where we're gonna um, try to get um, try to get us out there a little bit more. You know, get let's get the Ramp Check name and brand out there. We we love being uh, involved in aviation, and well, if, you, uh, if you'd we want to get we want to spread the word. If you'd stop cranking out kids, we could probably do the podcast a little more often. <laughs> <laughs> well, I can't I can't guarantee that, but I will say. That uh, let's crank out as many podcasts in between. Absolutely. Hey Ryan, where can we find you on social media? At Rum, follow me. Um, and my thoughts on everything are: uh, we're definitely going to hit this next round of podcasts. Um, besides uh, Ramp Check, having some things coming up, we're also going to be uh, coming up with a few more ideas. We'll we'll finish the aircraft challenge. We'll go over a little. Uh, bio of each of us talk about our work history just things we love and enjoy um, kind of get to know us a little better and uh, so we'd love to have you join us go uh, at uh, 
Ramchat Global and uh, give us a follow and like us and check us out. Tell your friends and hopefully everyone can listen. And uh, Tony, your turn. Okay, so uh, <laughs> you can find me at T Rum Follow on uh, Instagram and uh, and on the Twitter, um, but uh, also uh, at Ramp Check Global as well. Uh, and then, as far as listening to the Ramp Check podcast, um, we're of course on Apple Podcasts. Subscribe, listen. Raiders, damn it! There I go yawning again. Um, I know. I was I was trying to jump in there to cover you. Yeah, Raiders, five but, star uh, rating. Five star rating, please, and uh, and subscribe. Uh, share it with your friends. Uh, Google Podcasts as well as uh, SoundCloud. Uh, find us all of on on those uh, major platforms. And like Ryan said, um, next episode we'll uh, continue. The aircraft challenge and uh, i've got some really exciting things coming up so uh stay with us and uh stay close yeah cool and, uh, you know the one thing i forgot to mention that we've also forgot to mention many times we also do have a twitter and that is at ramp check global so whether you're on instagram or twitter it's the same perfect so. gotcha thanks brother you are welcome. All right, so I know you've missed Ryan's little send-offs, but we're going to go ahead and throw it over to him. Uh, so, good day. <laughs> <laughs> <Jeez>. <laughs>